friends. Welcome to the Recognizing Potential podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Thompson Alaricki, and as a pilot wife, mom, and certified life design and relationship coach, I just wanted to create a space for others who are looking for the real stories. You know, the ones that make you think, oh good, it's not just me. A place to get all the tips and tricks to take your relationship from good to exceptional, and a place where you can learn new ways to look at the design of your life and make it what you've always dreamed of. My mission in coaching is building lives of passionate purpose, and it's my goal to help you do just that. So if you're wondering about your God-given purpose, wanting to up-level your life or your marriage, or just needing a positive place you can go to hear a friend, you've come to the right place, and I'm so happy you're here. Grab your favorite beverage, and let's jump in. Hi, guys. Welcome to the season finale of the Recognizing Potential podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first season. This has been an incredible experience for me, and I have learned so much. I've gotten to interview so many awesome people, and I'm just really grateful for the experience. And I really appreciate everybody who has liked, subscribed, reviewed, and shared this podcast. So you guys are absolute gold to me. Thank you so much. So today for the season finale, I want to talk to you guys about a little something that has been near and dear to my heart for the last few weeks, as well as something that a lot of my clients are struggling with. And it actually comes from the program that I open twice a year. Um, I'm actually getting ready to open it on August 10th for the second time this year, and it actually won't be open again until June of next year, simply because um, I'm getting ready to have this baby in November, and I'm not taking a lot of clients um, towards the end of the year, and then once we start back in 2021, um, I'll be focusing on a new program that's coming out and I still won't be taking a ton of, of clients then either. So, um, so this is actually about the five capitals. Okay. And it's why we don't invest in ourselves And so I kind of want to talk to you guys a little bit about that. Now, this program being the fact that it is biblically based, um, I'm going to read to you guys from Matthew 25, and we're going to go through verses 14 through 30. So sometimes this is called the parable of the talents. Sometimes it's called um, the parable of the capitals or the parable of gold. There's a lot of different names for it, but In any case, um, it's all the same. So it says, For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. That's the key right there, to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set 
you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He who also had received the one talent came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gathered where I have no seed, then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him, and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will, more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness in that place. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So this has actually shown up applicable in mine and a few of my clients lives the last few weeks. So I was in this challenge, um, by business babe, um, Lauren, Eliz love and, it was specifically centered around business and what you're supposed to do for business and just kind of helping you get your business off the ground. And in that, there's a lot of self-awareness that comes with it. And self-awareness is kind of one of those hot topic words right now, like a trend, I guess you could call it, um, that a lot of people are throwing around. But in reality, self-awareness helps you identify not just your faults, but also the talents that you have been given. And so by having more self-awareness around your life and the reasons that you do the things that you do and um, the way that you do the things that you do, you're able to increase your talents and you're also able to decrease the faults that you have, right? So Three things that keep us inve- keep us from investing is the first one is insecurity. So we undervalue what we've been given. And this was one of the things that I discovered in that challenge is that, you know, imposter syndrome is something that is so prevalent in entrepreneurs' lives, I feel, especially in coaches, that we feel like why would people invest with with us? Why why have we been given this calling? Why, um, you know, I look at other coaches and they're doing so much better than me in money or they're doing, you know, they're selling out programs faster than me or, um, you know, they seem to be so much more, I don't know, that like so much more eloquent in their wordage or whatever. And the thing is that you're, you might be comparing your chapter two to their chapter 25. And so, you know, that was something that I had to realize about myself in the beginning of my coaching. I had a really hard time with that imposter syndrome. But even now, I think sometimes I get so wrapped up in, you know, being a good wife and being a good mom and all of these different things that when I look at my business, I don't feel as adequate as I do in the other roles that I play. 
And I think that's so important to actually take a look at because at the end of the day, I was called for this. I was called to be a coach and I am good at it. I'm really good at it. Um, I have many clients who have told me that I'm really good at it. We have these insecurities and everybody has them and they, they may look completely different for, for one person as for the next, but it all comes down to the fact that we're undervaluing what we have been given. And that could be that you're undervaluing your partner. It could be that you're undervaluing and taking them for granted. It could be the, the fact that you're undervaluing the fact that you're a parent and that, you know, you have these really, really high expectations for your kids. But at the end of the day, when you really look at their, their, heart and their intentions they're really good kids right you may undervalue the job that you've been given because um, you think that there's always better and that the grass is always greener on the other side but at the same time the grass is green where you water it so you know having gratitude for what you have and then harnessing all of that gratitude and increasing your value where you are The second thing that keeps us from investing is fear. We overvalue what we could lose. So, you know, there's a lot of people that have a really hard time investing money. So it's like, well, I don't have, you know, um, I don't know, I'm just going to throw some numbers out there, but I don't have the $500 to invest in this specific opportunity. So I'm not going to do it because I could, I, I could risk losing that $500. But on the flip side of that, you you could make you know three thousand or four thousand or five thousand you know so you invest a little and and the risk is less than what the return could be but you're not seeing the return because you have a closed mindset um, that's based around fear so it keeps you from investing because you're overvaluing that five hundred dollars and you're not seeing the opportunity in the four thousand that you could make by investing that small amount. The third thing that keeps us from investing is misperception. We misvalue who God is. And I think this one is really, really prevalent in our world today that we try to control every single aspect of our lives. You know, we try to control whether or not we're going to get this virus. We try to control whether or not our kids are going to you know, go outside and play with friends or whether or not our kids are going back to school and on what day they're going back to school and how that's going to look and, you know, whether or not we're going to have a job in two months, you know, for, for our family specifically, um, you know, and I think this is one of the reasons that I love this podcast so much is that it gives you guys an idea of who I am and, and it gives, um, just kind of gets, is an idea to get to know me a little bit more. But, um, for our family specifically, I still teach kindergarten, um, with health insurance being what it is. Pregnancy is a preexisting condition. And so while I had very, very high set plans to not be teaching at the end of last year, um, then I got pregnant and, I couldn't get health insurance for our family on an individual plan. So we needed to go back. I needed to go back for one more year um, just so that we could have health insurance to have the baby. So, which is fine. It's, you know, that was God's plan for me. And that's what I think a lot of people lose sight in is the fact that, 
you're co-creating a life with God. It's not all up to you. And control is a complete illusion. You know, we think we have control over things and at the end of the day, we don't. It's it's not, not all, everything is up to us. There's a lot of things that you can control. Um, you know, you can control your responses to, to the way that things are thrown at you. You can control your emotions. You can control um, your thoughts and the actions that you take with the curveballs that are thrown to you. But you can't control everything. You can't control whether your kid brings home a cold or whether your kid, you know, switched his Paw Patrol mask with the Spider-Man mask at lunch because, you know, each one of those masks were cool kind of thing. You can't control, um, you know, we tried for almost a year and a half to get pregnant and it never happened. And then the month that I didn't think it was going to happen at all because I was on so many different antibiotics for getting sick and um, you just all these different, um, I was super stressed out and we had spring break and all these things, um, you know, that I was worried about. I was not focused on getting pregnant that month. I had kind of just been like, you know what, whatever happens, happens kind of situation. And that was the month that I got pregnant. So we misvalue who God is. We have these misperceptions of how much control we really have in life. And then at the end of the day, it comes down to, do you believe that God has your best interest in mind? Do you? Do you believe that God works for you instead of against you? Do you believe that God's plan for you is bigger than your own? And so he has given us five currencies or five capitals as well. And so we have spiritual capital, which is like our wisdom and the authority that we have in a space. Um, he gives us relational capital. So our friends and our family and the followers and, and you know, for, for me, the relational capital is you guys listening right now. Um, physical capital is like our time and our health and our energy and intellectual capital. So this is kind of like spiritual capital, but in the sense of um, not so much in relation to who God is. So we have like biblical wisdom as a spiritual capital, and then we have intellectual capital as like what books you read, what concepts you absorb, what content you consume, um, the ideas that you talk to friends about, that kind of thing. And then you have financial capital, which is literally what your bank account says, you know? So that's where all this self-awareness comes in as well, is that when you're looking at these capitals, you know, how much capital do you have in each space? So the exercise that I actually do, um, and of course, I'm not going to give you the whole exercise, but the where we start in this is that, you know, we pretend that the, that God gives you 17 gold bars or 17 talents, 17 bags of gold, whatever you want to call it. So then you have to rate yourself in the areas of spiritual, relational, physical, intellectual, and financial capital. And that number, whatever that number is, um, you know, in each category, it has to add up to 17. So, you know, 
your spiritual capital right now could be zero, but your financial capital could be two. And then your intellectual capital could be seven, you know? So every single capital is going to look different. Now, here's where it really applied to me. So in business, whenever I would start having these insecurities about myself, I would start increasing my intellectual capital. I'd take another course. I'd read another book. I'd, um, you know, I'd, I'd call other coaches and I would have sessions with them. I'd call my own life coach and have a session with him. I would, um, you know, my business coach, we would, we would get on a call. I'm taking a course from her. So we would get on a a call and, you know, go through that course. I would, um, you know, I would, I would increase that however I could. I'd come out with a new idea and, you know, create a course for you guys around that idea. But at the end of the day, that wasn't the capital that I needed to increase. My intellectual capital in, you know, if I had to pick, my intellectual capital was probably higher already than any of the others. So, you know, it's funny because I know my own courses. I know, and this program actually isn't mine. It's, um, it belongs to a company called Unique, which is not the makeup. But I am certified to coach this course because it was the course that I took in order to start my journey of becoming a life coach and a relationship coach. And that was what gave me my purpose after 16 years of struggling so bad to find this this purpose that I was so desperately seeking and being super, super depressed, um, you know, chasing these different dreams and changing my major 11 times in college and, you know, having all of these different careers that I would spend two, three, four, five years in and then be miserable. At the end of the day, I had to find my purpose. And that's actually how I did it is I I found this course through the church that I was attending in Kansas City and um, I went through it. And that's, that's how I found it. And so I know this content of this course backwards, forwards, upside down, but I had forgotten at the end of the day that like this applies to me too. I'm a human being too. And so where I do live out most of the bigger concepts, it's these small little nuggets. It's these small little tools that are tucked inside of lessons that I teach and that I coach people on that they still apply to me too. And so that's what's so great about the self-awareness is that when I was really looking at the course, uh, the challenge that I was taking through Business Babe, when I was really looking at that course and seeing like, wow, okay, I have all of this intellectual capital that I'm using every single day, and, and that's fantastic, but I still have these insecurities, so what am I doing to overcompensate for the insecurities instead of doing what I should be doing? So what is it that I should be doing? And so I'm looking at these, and I'm rating my own capital, and my intellectual is so high, but the relational was not. 
I was not consistently going face going live in my Facebook groups. I was not consistently putting out podcast episodes. I was not consistently doing lives um, on Instagram or building relationships in that way. And what's ironic about that is that deep relationships are one of my core values also figured out from this program. Deep relationships. I, I can't stand, and I've said this several times before, I cannot stand the whole, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm good. Okay, but are you really kind of thing? Like, I want to know how you really are. I want to get to know you when we have a conversation. I want to, you know, understand what motivates you and how your day is going. And, you know, if, if your day is great, why is your day great? What made it that way? Was it that you woke up to an awesome rainstorm this morning? Was it that, you know, for <laughs> in all honesty, this morning, you know, I write down 10 things I'm grateful for every single day. This morning, I am immensely grateful for air conditioning because I didn't have it last night. Our air conditioner was broken. I am immensely grateful for air conditioner repairmen that show up at my house at 8.30 in the morning after I have sent him an email at 1.30 that same morning saying, hey, this is broken. Um, I am immensely grateful for the fact that air conditioning even exists and for whoever it was that created air conditioning. I don't know, but they're amazing to me and they deserve a very large hug. So, you know, it's just that that small thing of, of having gratitude for for what what you're grateful for that day. You know, I want to know those kinds of things because that makes you you and that I want to know what your talents are. I want to know what God has entrusted you with that only you can do. Um, there's a challenge right now on Instagram and Facebook where, you know, women are posting these black and white pictures of themselves. And it actually has a lot to do with um, the femicide in Turkey. But at the same time, it's supporting other women and it's supporting the talents and the, you know, the entrepreneurship and the creativity and the success of other women. And I have so many women in my life that I look up to and that I think, wow, you know, I have one of my really good friends is a naturopathic doctor and she is brilliant, brilliant in her work. And so when I look at that, I think, man, you know, only she can do that naturopathic doctor stuff like she can. That was her gift that she was given. You know, as a coach, I am the only person that can coach in the way that I coach. Are there life coaches? Absolutely. I could throw a rock out the window and hit five right now. And that's fine. But only I coach the way that I coach. I have a specific talent of being able to recognize potential in things and in others, which is another thing that, that Unique taught me. It taught me to get stunning clarity on the gifts that God has given me and narrow those down to two words so that if I got into an elevator tomorrow and someone said, who is Cameron thompson Alaricki?" I could say, I am recognizing potential. It's what I do no matter what I do, no matter where I am, no matter who I'm with, and no matter where I go. 
It's recognizing potential. And that's why my business is called Recognizing Potential Coaching. Because I sit across from people, you know, at Starbucks or, you know, now on Zoom all the time and think, man, this person has so much potential or this person, you know, has potential that they're barely tapping into because they have an insecurity or they have a fear or they have a misperception. It's incredible how much these three things keep us from investing in ourselves because it keeps us from believing that we can. It keeps us from believing that God has our best interest in mind and that we are co-creating with him to make the life of passionate purpose that we desire. And that's part of also why my mission statement is the way that it is, is to, to help people build lives of passionate purpose. You know, when I was so depressed from not knowing mine, that's all I wanted. I just wanted to know my purpose. I wanted to be able to wake up in the morning and love what I do. I wanted to wake up in the morning on my own because I will give you fun fact about me. There is nothing in this world that I loathe more than alarm clocks. Like if if I had to pick a materialistic thing that I cannot stand, it's alarm clocks. It they they just I feel like they just suck the joy straight out of you. And so I wanted I want a career where I don't have to wake up to an alarm clock. I wake up when I want. Consequently, that's usually 5 a.m right now but you know whatever that's when I wake up but I didn't wake up to an alarm clock so it's still joyous so it's that kind of thing I wanted I wanted a life where you know if my kid had something going on at school I could go and I didn't have to ask someone for time off I wanted to be able to stay home with my baby and raise him without you know having daycare providers raise him I wanted to be able to make money from anywhere in the world because I love to travel. My in-laws live in Egypt. I wanted to be able to go see them whenever I wanted to go see them. So, you know, for everybody, it looks different. Whatever success looks like for you, whatever purpose looks like for you, whatever passion looks like for you, I want you to have that. But I also... No, without a shadow of a doubt that you can't get there until you take a deep dive into who you are, why you do the things that you do, what of these three things are keeping you from investing in yourself and where your capital currency lies. Do you have more spiritual capital? Do you need to increase that spiritual capital? Do you have more relational, more physical I know for a lot of moms and a lot of women that I coach, their physical capital is the one that has a zero by it when we begin because it's time, energy, and health. They put all of their time into their husbands and their children and they leave nothing for themselves. And honestly, I did the same thing. And then I learned a fun word called boundaries. And the boundaries say that when I get up in the morning, my husband and my child and my little newborn, when he is old enough to understand this concept, will get it. 
understands that when I get up, the first thing I do is drink my protein shake and then I go get my coffee. And as soon as I get my coffee, I sit down to write in my journal, to write my 10 things of gratitude, to write my 10 goals for my life, and to write my six item to-do list for that day. And when my six item to-do list, that to-do list might include one or two things for my family, but the majority of it is where I need to spend my physical capital, whether it be for my business, whether it be on going to the gym, whatever it is, I schedule those six things. And when my six things are done and completed, then I will be more than happy to pour into my husband. I will be more than happy to pour into my child. You want me to make you a grilled cheese and tomato soup? Fantastic. I am all over that. You want me to edit your paper for your bachelor's degree? Fantastic. Send it to me. I will be the best editor you've ever met in your life. But not until my six things are done. And it's honestly made my husband respect me more. It's made my child understand that the world does not revolve around you, sir. So it's, it's helping that. And consequently, at the end of the day, and some of you are like, wow, that sounds really harsh. It's, it's not. It's just that I'm not pouring from an empty cup anymore. I'm able to overflow onto everybody else around me and be a better wife. I'm able to live into my first two goals that I write down for my life every single morning. I am an exceptional wife to Mo. I am an exceptional mom to my babies. So I want you guys, I challenge you to do this exercise at home this week. To look at where your insecurities are. What are you undervaluing what you have been given? Where are you overvaluing what you could lose? That's fear. And what misperceptions do you have? How are you misvaluing who God is and what God has given you for talents? And if you need me, please, please, please reach out to me at coaching at recognizingpotential.com. Send me an email, coaching at recognizingpotential.com. And let's schedule a strategy call to figure this out. So that we can get you on the road. If you're interested in um, signing up for the unique course, you can email me at that same email address and I will get you information on that. Again, doors don't open until August 10th, but I will be more than happy to get you information on that because it truly is a life-changing program. And every single tool, and there are 36 of them, is just like the one that I just talked about. There's one in every single session, sometimes two or three. So there's at least 36 tools for your life to help you build that life of passionate purpose. So until next week, I can't wait to see how all of this plays out for you. So um, the last little tip that I would rem- that I would give you guys is to know that you are not responsible for anything that God has not given to you. You are not responsible for anything that God has not given to you. So look at that. Look at what God has given you and control what you can control and let the rest go. Give it to him. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and I really appreciate it. Don't forget to like, 
subscribe and share this if you found any resonation with it whatsoever. And meet me back here next week for season two.